or other places online. So it's great that we're all together in the spirit of Christ. A couple special announcements I'll start with. Please don't forget that there's the tube sock collection, uh, new tube socks that Mary Lou and Mike get to deliver to Brother Benno's or other homeless um, outreach type facilities. Tube socks, socks being a one size fits all kind of thing. And it's one of the most requested things of folks in our homeless community. So there's a basket in the narthex. So if, if you get a chance and, and think of purchasing some tube socks, that's where you would put them. Uh, another special announcement you might have noticed in the pastor's newsletter this week, we've got this new thing gonna start up, a, a trading post for valued items that you would like to see go to another good home and you'd kind of like to know where. Well, we'll have to pay attention to more information as that whole idea develops about a North Coast United Methodist Church trading post. Uh, another uh, kind of special announcement, I'm not putting it on the calendar because it's kind of far out. On the 18th of May, there's going to be an all grades camping activity that's going to wrap in several of our local churches but it's gonna be here. So that's coming up on the 18th of May. It should be a great day, a lot of fun and camping type activities through that day. So 18th of May for you, for you guys, keep that in mind. Um, those of us who aren't in a grade, I, I guess we're, we're not, those of us not in a grade probably won't get to participate quite you're, that way. You're, you're, you're in a top class though. <laughs> so now onto the calendar. Tuesday, of course, 10 o'clock is our Bible study. Next Sunday, just to make sure everybody comes looking for cake, maybe. Next Sunday's birthday, Sunday for February birthdays. On the 9th, Friday the 9th of February is Cafe Rosarita for the lunch bunch at noon. On the 11th, uh, another food kind of thing that's gonna be happening on Sunday the 11th. Um, right, well, before I get to the food, Right after church on Sunday the 11th is our next one board community model meeting after church that day. Um, and just so everybody understands, the idea, again, behind the one board is it's a group of people who kind of work out our direction and what we're going to be doing and kind of figure out how to resolve any issues that might come up. But everybody else is invited because that everybody else gets a chance to hear Jesus say, put down your nets and follow me. It's your opportunity for something to speak to you that you're called to come help the church with, whether it's the Operation Hope dinner prep or fixing the leaking problem that we might have. But that's your chance. So everybody's invited to listen to what the one board's going through. That'll be right after church on February 11th. Later in the day is the Together in Worship service, 4 to 5.30. And that's the food thing I was talking about. The pastor says he's going to be making pancakes because that'll be the celebration for Fat Sunday. So um, come and watch the pastor work. Not, not that he doesn't. 
all the time. Uh, and, <laughs> and the pastor does also note that all these fancy screens that we have will be showing some sporting activity that might be happening on the 11th of February. So <laughs> that sporting activity will be on. So never fear. You can come and have pancakes and watch football. Um, and the kids have some craft, special craft things that day too. On Tuesday the 13th at 9 in the morning is going to be the showing of Le Miserable. And that's what the following Bible studies will be on, looking at, at um, how the grace of Christ shows in that, that uh, Victor Hugo work. On Wednesday, the 14th of February, um, it's Valentine's Day for, for anybody who needs to remember that. But aside from that, it's also Ash Wednesday. So there will be an Ash Wednesday service here on Valentine's Day at 11 o'clock. Um, moving ahead, another thing for the youth, district youth, that's grades 5 through 12, are going to get together um, in a, a larger group on the 25th of February for Lenten prayer stations work. So that, that will be kind of an interesting thing. And that's also here. And that's also here on our campus, um, which, again, is going to be very visible to all the other families. So hopefully we'll get a lot of kids who want to come and explore these kinds of things with us. On the 27th of February, that's the next Operation Hope dinner, I think, Kelly, you know, off the this fourth, fourth Tuesday in the month, so the 27th of February. And they're always open for help with donations and for help with the preparation. So um, Kelly or Effie, I don't see Effie uh, yet today, but see either one or, or let Mercedes know too, and she can let them know if you're interested in helping in any way. Um, that's, I'm out of notes, Pastor. My gracious. All right, let's say I'm going to go home. <laughs> um, Crystal made a, uh, our announcement about our next One Community Model meeting that will be on February the 11th. In our meeting on January the 20th, it was just an awesome experience to see the interaction of open conversation. And that's always been my prayer for this gathering group. Although that there are designated voters, this is a place that every voice gets to participate in. And I got to experience that on January the 20th. And a lot of the decisions that we made came from the collective brain, brain trust that was present that day. So please come and participate in that on January, excuse me, on February the 11th. Also, I want to share with you, um, I am right now looking for an individual who might be interested in being a communion coordinator. I find many times I walk into the sanctuary and I think, I didn't ask anybody to help me serve communion. So if somebody could be my brain with me on that as a communion server coordinator, please email me. Okay, let's move into our time of prayer. Is there any, is there any prayer requests today? Michael. And you said that's your son? 
Your cousin's son. David. We'll be in prayer. Uh, Jan, please. I'm going to go visit Paul next week, so we'll check in on him. Prayers for Paul. He's a man. He's a great guy. Uh, any other prayer requests? One thing I'd like to share, Jane Erosion normally shares this prayer request, but it is see, it's a great blessing to see how full the sanctuary is. Thank you all for being here today. Almost 50 here. And then, so when I get up to, to preach, Cheyenne, I'm going to ask you how many is on the computer, okay? But this is a great blessing. It's good to see this growth. My prayer request is this, and I realize it's been, do you, can you believe it's been four years? It was March 14th, 2020, that I stood up on a Sunday morning and taught everyone what video worship would look like. And here we are four years later, we have 50 people in the sanctuary. Uh, we're averaging anywhere after, our, after the fact views from less in June come in on Tuesday mornings. We have anywhere between 17 and 20 people that have watched the videos as well. And I'm finding this exciting. We're in a new place of looking at what church is now. And we experience this new frontier of video worship to a more intense degree. Julianne was posting videos of the sermons and stuff and through COVID we saw well, we can put the whole service on. We can put it on live. And this, this has been just a new frontier so continue to pray for us through all that. And I will ask one more prayer request. I, can't how, I cannot hide how my voice sounds today. So I'm going to give you two things. I have a praise report there's three young ladies that was with me last night at Vista United Methodist Church, and I got to be Youth Director Drew again. And Youth Director Drew is really loud. <laughs> then I went home, and last night was a Royal Rumble, and my favorite wrestler, Cody Rhodes, won the Royal Rumble last night. So I got equally loud last night at my house. And there, there's a bug passing around the Davis house, too. So I won't so much shake hands, but wave at you and smile today. So between a cold and screaming at wrestling and having a great time with the district youth at Vista last night, enjoy your sermon. <laughs> all right, let's move into our time of prayer. Precious and loving God in all things and always be with us. Store our hearts and our souls as the light of Christ joins us through the representation of the acolyte, we all carry that light in the world. Help us to see how we are your light for many. In your son's precious and loving name I pray, amen.
Before our friends go off to Sunday school, we will have a little bit of time together with each other. And I want to ask my, my young friends a question. Have you ever been told as a punishment to go take a nap? I wish that you would go take a nap. Hunter, raise your hand and say yes, buddy, because I know that I've said it. I remember when I was a younger kid and my parents just needed a break from me. Go take a nap. Let me share a secret with you. If you've ever had that punishment, I got to tell you something, and every adult in this room is going to raise their hands. There comes a time that taking a nap is no longer a punishment. It's like a daydream. It's, can I please go take a nap? It becomes like a, like a life goal. I want to go take a nap. Uh, kids, turn around, look at the adults. Who in this room looks forward to taking a nap? Look at almost every hand raised up. Sometimes there's things that we see as a punishment, and sometimes later on in our life we see it as, man, that's a necessity. Today in the sermon I'm going to share with the grown-ups, we're going to talk about Jesus doing something that we all need to learn how to do. In our Bible scripture today, Jesus literally takes a nap. So I want you guys to know, maybe right now it feels like a little bit of a punishment, but sometimes we need to step away, and we need to lay down, and we need to close our eyes for a little bit, and we can either be honest and say we're taking a nap, or we can kind of fib a little and say, oh, I'm just resting my eyes. But sometimes we need to rest our eyes, and sometimes we need to rest in a nap so we can get our energy back up and we can just go out and do some really cool things. So that's what we're going to talk about out here. I'm really excited to hear later what you learned with Miss Jen. So let's join together in prayer. Precious God, be with us. Be with us in Sunday school. Be with us in our sermon. Amen. As voices of praise make their way up here. We've been doing him sing now for roughly six months, and so far the feedback has been positive. So we're going to continue doing that with a little bit of a twist, which you'll find out today. But we'd also like to give credit for all the hard work that all the people who put these books together have done. And I'm sure they spent hours and hours doing so. So we want to also try to learn as many of the songs as possible out of our books. So we're going to alternate books. Each week you will find a, either the red one or the black one, so we can see out of them. And we'll do a couple other things today. But I'll ask for the first lecture this time. Yes? I'm sorry. 334. 334. <laughs> 
to go to our new place. We're going to turn to seven oh seven, which is a song that we don't do very often. So I'm going to play it once for those of you who are not familiar, and then we're going to sing the first and third of the verse. <laughs> opportunity to pretend you do, um, you can sing from number 65. Those who are not comfortable sing from 64. We'll do first and fourth verse.
Good morning, North Coast. Good morning. And good morning to all our members who are watching us on TV at home. And please remain standing for call to worship. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Listen, the teachings of Christ set the captives free. Now, please remain standing for great is thy faithfulness.
Please be seated. Thank you. Our prayer, prayer time, and will be followed by Lord's Prayer. Gracious Christ, come to us now in words and in silence. God of power and might, you send us your Son, Jesus, to teach with such authority that our eyes might be opened and see your ways in you. Open our hearts and minds that we might understand and proclaim your teachings for all to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please join me in recitation of our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our words of assurance. God of wisdom and understanding, guide us when we lose our way, when we confuse our ways with your ways. Speak truth to our hearts and clarity to our minds. Give us hands to reach out in service, not to reach out and grasp what we can get. Give us the courage to change our ways and lead us back to the path that leads back to you. Amen. The scripture reading for today is from the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind. They took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the, wave, to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. These are the words of God for the people of God. Let's join together in prayer. 
precious and loving God and the storms of our lives be before us. Help us see a focal point so that the storms don't take precedent, but we see you as our shepherd and our leader before us. Precious God, in the storms of our lives, help us to remember it's the moments of rest that prepares us to be ready to be those caregivers and in those places. Be with us today, Lord, in this time of conversation, and in your son's precious and loving name, I pray. Amen. I love this narrative. And every time that I've preached on this sermon, every time that I prepare this sermon, the storm begins to take precedent in my eyes. I begin to think about the problem that's taking place on the boat. I begin to think about the problem that the disciples are fearful of. I think so much about the problem. I think about the situation. I think about a rocky boat and individuals on that boat who feel unsafe and unassured. I think about what everyone is seeing on that boat. They see uncertainty. They see unknowing. They don't know what's next. When I read this scripture, I begin to think about the presence of fear. There's many reasons that I do that. At times in my own life, I find myself being the worst case scenario individual person that thinks about how things can go bad. And I begin to pray through how that we don't move towards that direction. I focus even in my personal life on the worst case scenario. Some of that focus may become may come denominationally. I look at the narrative of John Wesley's life and John Wesley also sailing on a ship from the Georgia colonies back to England has a moment that he too was on a ship afraid in a storm. John Wesley also had this fearful moment that John Wesley himself had to deal with the storms. I also think about the everyday. We all walk down paths and we can see the storms in front of us. They're either within our personal lives or they come through the prayers and the worries that we have in world conflict and world situations that are taking place. They come from the prayers that we have from individuals that have great strength and great power and we're worried if they use their great power with great responsibility or not. We exist so much in walking paths of unknown that we are journeying towards storms at times, at least through our perspectives. So we either exist as the others on the ship,
ship re-exists like the founder of the United Methodist Church and deal with a stormy path. And we see the stormy paths before us and we wonder what we have to do. We're wondering if we can even manage what is before us. Today, I want to share with you a very special reality that exists in these. I want us to look at all three of these narratives, whether that it be the others on the boat who were with Christ on that day and they existed in a place of worry, whether that it was with John Wesley that day and John Wesley being fearful of what could happen, or us even in our own lives that we find moments that we have to make decisions for our families. We have to make decisions for the greater community. We have to make decisions that weigh on other people and not just ourselves. And because that there are so many others that are involved in these decisions, we worry about the great clouds that are before us, not just for ourselves, but what great clouds we might create for another person. As we move into these places, I want you to know that Jesus Christ will calm your storm. Let's look at this narrative in a much deeper way because what I have seen truly is the way that we look at our situations in those times, especially if you're like me, the pessimistic worst-case scenario guy before anything even has a chance to happen. We exist within two worlds. We exist in two emotional mindsets. We prepare for the worst thing that's going to happen or to paraphrase the lyrics of a song that I love. We can wake up the next day and suddenly... Nothing happens. I want us to look at those two worlds because sometimes we create the bad things or sometimes we just can take that moment of rest and take a deep breath. And then even if things do go wrong, we move into these situations with a heart of rest a few years ago within my life, I had the blessing of going through this study and this uh, training sessions with a group called the Lombard Mennonite Peace Center. And one of the things that the Lombard Mennonite Peace Center describes is that there are ways that we deal with situations. We either go into a situation in a low reactionary mindset. Things can be going bad. Things can be going worrisome. But then we see individuals that are just surfing the waves. The storms are nothing more than them than the wave that they're waiting to ride in the shore. For us, for others, it may be the big scary wave that we think is going to knock us out. But for them, it's the one that they're waiting for to ride in. 
and just to be calm and have a very peaceful experience. There's also the high reactionary. If you've ever talked to me about things, you may be able to describe which one of these I am at times. The high reactionary mindset that runs into the fire and instead of taking a bucket of water with them, they accidentally picked up a bucket of gasoline and they throw it onto the flames and sometimes that they don't assist in caring for the situation, sometimes they make the situation worse. And unfortunately, sometimes they see the calm, cool, collective friends, and they try to draw them into that energy as well. And then we have the no reactionary. And sometimes this is the absolute rinse that said, don't feed the fears. And sometimes the no reactionary mindset is the one that we need the most because sometimes we need to li let life just journey and just be. And then we can get to the natural conclusions and we either learn from that mistake, we learn from the consequences of those mistakes, or once again, in the words of Colin Hay, we woke up today and suddenly Nothing happened. Sometimes it's a blessing in being in the places that nothing happens. So within all things, as we try to weigh out within ourselves, whether that we are truly the low reactionary, the high reactionary, or the no reactionary, we continue to ask the questions. If we call ourselves Christians, what was Christ? What energy did Christ display? So as I shared with you in the beginning of this sermon, quite commonly I look at this scripture and because of my mindset I immediately look at the storm, I immediately look at the situation of harm at hand, I think about the others on the ship who were fearful, I think about John Wesley, the founder of the United Methodist Church who was afraid that evening on the boat, and I immediately look at what everyone else was doing, but this week I was challenged, what was Christ doing before this happened? So I'm gonna ask you friends, what was Christ doing? This is your chance to respond. He's asleep. He was dead asleep in front of the boat. Jesus Christ, was such at a non-reactionary state that he was in front of the boat asleep. So there comes two ways that we look at Christ in doing this. What did the others on the boat ask Christ when they saw him in front of the boat? Don't you care? They brought their high reactionary moments with them and they tried to pull Christ into that high reaction moment. They tried to have Christ have the same intensity and the same volume level that they had. And what did Christ do? Did he talk to them? No. He just got up, got up out of his full rest, walked up to the front of the boat, 
And in the words of Drew Davis, he said, chill out. Now, Christ was not just talking to the storm at that moment. Because it wasn't the storm that had the complete control. It was not the storm that was making things worse. Christ was able to be in front of the boat asleep, not solely because he was the Son of God, but Christ knew that that storm had no power. The power that storm had is what the individuals fed it. They fed the fears. And Christ stood up, and I need you to remember, every time that Christ says something, there is a tiered response in what Christ is saying. Christ is talking to a situation, and Christ is talking to everyone else around him. And Christ said, chill out. I want you to know that it's okay to be calm. I want you to know that it's okay to take a nap. Just like I shared with our young friends during our children's time, I want to praise and celebrate with you because everybody raised their hands in that moment, it is okay to take a nap. If we can have those places of calm and peace in our lives, then we're not already dealing with the emotional stress and trauma that we take into the situation with us. We take history with us into a situation. We take times that we've seen these events fall into situations. We take unknown into these situations. And we take that intensity into those places. And then we find ourselves in the fight. We bring that intensity into our place of worship. When we're looking for the great answers for the things that we come in here and pray over, the great unknown of the health of our family members, the great unknown of the welfare of the greater world community, the great unknown for our siblings that we have seen displaced, we bring this intensity with it. And I want you all to know that it's okay to come into this worship environment and in the paraphrased words of Drew Davis to Jesus Christ, to chill out. I had a great example of that last night. This is a picture from our youth gathering that North Coast United Methodist Church, we took four friends over from our church. San Luis Ray United Methodist Church brought some friends. Vissi United Methodist Church brought some friends. And at Last night at that evening, we had the opportunity to share with these dear friends that church is a place that you can come and have fun at, too. It's just not that moment that you have to sit for 25 or 30 minutes and listen to the loudmouth carry on up front. It is also a place that you can come and just be and chill out. I had a wonderful time last night. As you can tell from my voice, as I was, I got to be the loud youth director, Drew Davis, last night and lead games. And 
We watched uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, the Marvel movie, and we did a devotional, and the kids took devotionals home on that. But it wasn't about the devotional. It wasn't about the pizza. It wasn't even about the games. It was an excuse to be together and to chill out. And what a great example that is. Because within having that great example, they're learning what church really is. This is a place of our comfort and care. And honestly, if you fall asleep during my sermons, you are doing what Jesus Christ would do, and I'm very happy for you. I had a dear friend that called my, their napping friends during the sermons a moment of holy rest. But that's what this sermon is all about. It's about those moments of holy rest. To be in a place that you are so comfortable that you don't mind resting your eyes for a minute. It's about being in a place that you are so holy comfortable that you don't mind just being in that presence. I will always point out and share that we are not the teachers of the next generation. The next generation is our teachers. This is worship. This is being with Christ. This is holy being in the presence of faith and faith practice. And yeah, we watched a superhero movie, and yeah, we had pizza, and yeah, the loudmouth youth director was screaming kids' names, and we were running everywhere, everywhere. I'm a little tired from running last night, too. <laughs> but that's what worship looks like. This is what worship looks like. Being in a place of such a low reactionary sp place that we are comfortable to be in this place and rest and be there. I want to share this quote with you that I saw today. We witness other people's storms from the shelter of our own perspectives. Let's be mindful that we don't add the cold water of judgment to their already soaked spirits. There's a reality in that that Jesus Christ displays. Jesus Christ is so comfortable within that place that Jesus Christ stands up and Christ is Christ at that moment. John Wesley finds himself in a ship, and even though that he was afraid and worried, John Wesley was John Wesley at that moment. Can you imagine how great it is to go into a place and you kind of are nervous and worried about it, and somebody says, hey, that's okay that you're nervous and worried about this. I am too. I am on this journey with you. Jesus Christ begins to display the calm for the others that were on that ship that day. It was a group of Moravian worshipers who had the ability to sing in the storm that they were able to display the lyrics of another musician that I like. 
displaying the lyrics of a Bob Dylan song saying, come on in and I'll give you shelter from the storm. When John Wesley saw these individuals displaying this low reactionary moment, when John Wesley saw peace in the storm, John Wesley found freedom. And that moment of freedom may not have been felt at that moment. Our dear friends last night may not have felt the freedom in that moment yet. But that moment sat with John Wesley until that he was at Aldersgate Church on what was presumed to be on May 24th. And he had his heart strangely warmed because he had been on journeys with others and he saw them create shelters in the storm. He saw them have the non-reactionary and low reactionary responses to the storm that was going on. And his heart was transformed that day to step out in the new storms and to new great unknowns and do new wonderful, wonderful things. I want you to hold that journey in your life. If you have moments in your life that you just want to go and take a nap, I want you to ask your question, what would Jesus do? Jesus would go take a nap. And it's okay. Because the more that we give ourselves spiritual rest, the more freedom that we have when it's time for us to step up and to serve again, to be with those things. Jesus Christ, on the night that he gave himself up for us, began to share where that freedom comes from. On the night in which Christ gave himself up for us, he took the bread of that evening, the unleavened bread of the Passover feast, and he shared it with those around him and he said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. As often as you eat this, do it in remembrance of me. And on that evening, Christ took the cup and he raised the cup and he shared it with those around him and said, drink from this, all of you. This is a cup from, of my covenant for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. And through the actions of these mighty acts of Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Precious God, please take these gifts of bread and cup and make them be as your body and blood for us. As we go out as your body for others, displaying the peace that comes from your grace. Be with us today, Lord, as we celebrate your gifts. And in your son's precious and loving name, I pray. Amen. In the United Methodist Church, we serve an open table. And we, have, we do have dear friends that have offered to serve these elements to you today. So if you would please come forward to receive the gifts of uh, bread and cup. And please come forward as you are ready to receive these gifts. Amen. Thank you. 
join me in our prayer of giving. God of splendor and might, you lead us across the wilderness of our lives, setting our hearts aflame. You teach us the ways of life and death and send us prophets to bless us with new understanding and wisdom. May these offerings be a sign of our thankfulness and our commitment to grow ever deeper in your ways through the one who leads us into life. Amen. Please stay standing for how great thou art.
As we, as we move into our time of our closing benediction, if there's one thing that you leave here remembering, it's, it's this. I need you to remember that God will calm your storms. If there's any proof that Drew Davis makes these slides. But let's think about the beautiful mistakes that actually keep us things. Clams exist, they get dirt in them, they become agitated, and they get stirred up, and they just get worried, and it's nasty, it's dirt, and scum, and everything. You wouldn't want to eat them if you saw what they had inside of them. But if they deal with it, and they go through the storms of living enough, all of that nasty, dirty, dirt and scum and nastiness becomes beautiful pearls. So please remember this week, Jesus will clam your storms. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen.